0: remains of 15-year-old Wainwright President say. Mary Lou Reuter This is tied to a tree in and a forest. Mary Lou Reuter with a bicycle on the road in a town where she was knocked out of her bike and kidnapped her and brought to the state forest <laughs> and subsequently heard it Her body was found two months later in November reception gained by two dirt bike riders and said we found the body tied to a tree It was like a week after Halloween so I think it must be a dummy brought me they to the area they wouldn't go near and they pointed like up you.
1: this is declassified hey guys <laughs> those are the sweet sounds of renee of fucking chips, chips. renee breaking into a bag of doritos podcasting live today from the x filers united um convention in
0: warwick rhode island in a closet at the Crown, Crown Plaza. Plaza, and you heard it—a closet. We are resourceful producers and podcasters.
2: Also, could be breaking the law. And at any moment,
0: Cheryl went through a couple of different doors. We were all looking for some place slightly quiet. Did we pick a closet near a utility area? We might have. So that big hum that might be totally annoying for most of our um, listeners. It's just you're gonna have to live with it.
2: There's also a helicopter hovering around outside. Oh,
1: that's what that is. A helicopter, as in maybe there's as maybe like someone's news
2: story and okay. Or someone's being med flighted, I don't know. It doesn't look like a med I don't
1: know. Or someone's looking for three women who may be (laughs) drinking in a closet. Drinking illegally
0: in the closet of a hotel. Or maybe it's someone that's about to be abducted. We don't know. We don't know. So, let us tell you the story of how we got here. Our friend Cheryl, our good, good, good friend Cheryl, has taken a liking to the UFOs, and we have enjoyed these stories and listening to them and telling them, and if some of you don't know, we got her a MUFON card, which she promptly forgot, because I think it would have given us a lot of street cred here. I'm a card-carrying member, and I forgot... To carry my card. That's true. And so we got here, Renee and I, slightly before Cheryl, and there's about... Twelve. Twelve people. Including us. Which was our original guests and the guest speakers. But Declassified is rather popular because we are gold members. (laughs) What did they
1: say to you? We basically
2: sponsored this entire event. (laughs)
1: Basically sponsored... The entire event with a full page ad um, on the back of the eight and a half by 11 um, piece of paper in the folder that all attendees, all 12 attendees received when they checked in. And um, Renee and Lindsay got here a little bit earlier than I did because I was like, if I don't get my coffee, there's no way I'm going to make it through. And I checked in, and I
0: don't know, the
1: ladies at the front desk knew me. They're like, oh, you're with Declassified. So.
0: (laughs) We should have bought a booth. So we we popular, apparently, with the 12 people that are here. And And
2: I hope those 12 people are listening right now. I do too. We are, you are our favorite new listeners. Yes. Yes.
0: I am sad that this isn't more popular, because I think that some of the stories that these people have to tell are very interesting. And. Cheryl, if you would like to go on about who we just met.
1: So you guys might remember a few episodes back, I talked about Tom Reed and the case of the Sheffield Mass UFO incident in 1969. So this was very significant because Tom Reed's reported case is the first UFO encounter to be recognized as historically significant and true with official state citations by the governor of Massachusetts and the Massachusetts Historical Society. So, I was really interested in seeing Tom speak, but I didn't have to wait for him to speak because he was very accessible. He spoke to us, he spoke to us in a in a closed circle and basically really interesting guy, very talkative, had a lot of interesting things to say, showed us a lot of documents and has his hands in a lot of different um, different projects. Um, I think because the you know his case is the first officially s- cited yeah. um, case, he' get, he gets asked to speak. All over the place at different, you know, conferences and conventions. Did but you, also good to note
2: that he was, he was also very truthful in like saying that yes. what you're reading on the internet is not exactly the way that it the way that it played out and what yeah. happened. There was a lot of background that he gave, which was good context. You know, saying that although the governor did sign the cita- like citation, saying that it was the first historical event or UFO event, the governor is actually saying, like, it was a historical event that, like, changed
1: the course of that. Of the town of Sheffield, which is very, like, from a historical perspective, even more interesting. And so he started to get into a little bit of just the, like, the way that the town was in 1969 and the makeup of the town and then how that one event that was documented by, what was it, like, Upwards of forty different people. Yes. All in at the, the town. same town mm-hmm. all at the same time. And a lot of those people are still living today and still speak about it and still um you know, claim that it that it actually happened. And then I were you guys following what he was saying about the New York? Did anybody pick up on that? I mean I picked up on it but
0: the paper I, or the what he was he was
1: talking about people from New York coming in.
0: Oh, so they're doing a story. So a New York-based news affiliate is going to do a big story on Sheffield Mass on Monday because Ancient Aliens, the show I love on the History Channel, gave him an official plaque. And uh, I don't know if it's the first time that the new one is going in because he showed us. We got to hold it. It's very heavy. We took a picture. We took a a picture of that. Thank you. I'm glad that you asked to take pictures Mm -hmm. because I was worried that we'd get out of there without them. So I think that's why they're going to do. Because we Mm -hmm. asked him if Monday is significant in any dates. And we're like, September was the abduction. Mm -hmm. And it's not. But this news News outlet is going to do a story, Mm -hmm. and I think that they're going to. It sounded like it might have something to do with that art installation that was going into. Right, right. Uh,
1: He's got an artist friend who has agreed to sort of replace the monument, which has been this like bone of contention because it's this big, you know, granite rock. That sits on. I mean, Tom says that it's his property, but I yeah. know there's been a lot of back and forth back and forth with other, you know, people in the area who also own, you know, claim that they own the easement on the property, and I. So, so there's that, and then I think he also mentioned that there's a documentary um, in the works. So I think they're planning on talking about that on yeah. Monday when. Um, The news story, yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on that news story and and post a link to it. But he was a super interesting guy. He's speaking here today, and I think it's going to be kind of fun to follow him and follow what happens with this movie, or, you know, slash documentary, how that all plays
0: out. Exactly. He also offered to be on Declassified, so we cannot wait until that happens. Yeah, yeah.
1: So kind of exciting that we, you know, we actually featured him, and... Now we're meeting him,
0: and yeah, he was actually um, quite surprised that the three of us knew who he was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which was kind of funny. He's like, "Oh wait, you know, you know what happened to me." Mm-hmm. And he also, when you meet him, he downplays the abduction. Yeah, and it he he really
1: did. He and really that's did. That's what was so like likable
0: and calming, about and, and yeah. Him.
1: That's what I was trying to say to you
2: is that I feel like I can't just go up to the people here who have been abducted and be like, tell me about your abduction story. I feel like it's a very personal thing that they're like, yeah.
1: we can talk about. You other mean kind of how, like, I tried to do that? And he was like, <laughs> so I said to him point blank, I said, has anything. Strange. I don't know how did I phrase it. Did yes. any, has anything strange happened? Has anything to you? unusual unusual happened to you since this incident? And he was like, Yeah, a lot of things have happened to me. My life. Oh, wow. But he, but he said it in a joking way, like, Yeah, life is. Life is strange and lots of weird things happen. But he he didn't talk about the incident. No. He really
2: didn't. I mean, I wonder too if he is like, because he was saying that they, you know, he is getting sponsorship and that they're sponsoring that plaque and all this stuff. So can he actually talk about like gray aliens and you have to be careful about how you talk about it? Because the historical society and the government doesn't want to like tell a story about how Mm. they're they're upholding that gray aliens came to earth. Like that's Mm -hmm. not what they want. That's not why it's in the history books. It's mm -hmm. in the history books because it's a historical event that changed the course of that area. Mm -hmm. So I think that he is also understanding that he needs to be careful about how he puts it out there Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know us. So he doesn't know.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting how it, it involves like politics and being media savvy With this otherworldly event and that people now that we know that that's how you have to maneuver Mm -hmm. if you want to be taken seriously, Mm -hmm. I guess. And that's probably like I would say half of the 12 people that are here are really like really earnest individuals that things have happened to and they can't explain. And the other half are people that just enjoy mm. and maybe are a bit kooky and like this stuff. But the other 50% really believe it and really live it. And it's, I think, because it's so outside the norm that they're not, I feel like we are interested in it because we are definitely interested. We're educated, smart mm. women. Mm-hmm. That are interested in it and not people that are sort of more out there kooky, like Mm -hmm. wanting to be on the, on the fringe and wanting to be on Mm -hmm. the bandwagon kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm sure it's hard for them to be taken super seriously. Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought it was interesting. We also got to see um, a Bigfoot, two experts, one on cryptozoology and one on Bigfoot speak and they definitely said, like, stated a lot of scientific facts first, which I found was interesting, too, to, like, base the yep. what they were about to explain. It's very interesting. I'm glad you made us do this, Cheryl. Um, this was prior to her knowing that we had... Given her a MUFON subscription, mm-hmm. which, by the way, you need to attend a meet. You need to go back I out know. there and meet somebody that is a card-carrying member, so you can go to well, a meeting. there. I
1: think we saw that there are people here from MUFON, or there's some there's someone here who has a MUFON okay connection. So well,
0: we'll, well you're we'll gonna see. meet.
1: We will report back on that later when we meet some more um, some more folks here at the at the convention.
0: So we're gonna have a hodgepodge of topics today um, because we knew that this convention was falling into a weekend where we needed to record as well. We want to get back to listening to the speakers. So we have just highlights, bits and pieces, if you will. Renee is picked a topic of one of the speakers that's come is here. I don't think we'll get to meet him, but um, she has a topic on that. I'm doing a Bigfoot research incident. And Cheryl is doing shadow people, which was yes. another
1: topic. So shadow people. I'm going to jump right into the shadow the shadow peeps. Yep. So I saw on the list of um, presenters here, I saw that there was this guy, Shane Saroy, um, Shane is a paranormal UFO encrypted researcher who also dabbles in cases of shadow people. And so when I said to, you know, to these ladies, Lindsay and Renee shadow people, I, what are shadow people? And you guys immediately were like, you don't know what shadow people are. We sent oh, she down. A, we sh- sent her down a path. <laughs> oh, you do, you so did send me down a rabbit hole into the shadows, if you will. Into the shadows, if you will. And I, I, like I said, I had no idea. How is it that I had never heard of this phenomenon? So this prompted a quest last night in a blurry Friday night haze, daze, daisy, daisy haze. Yes. To find credible, true accounts of shadow people and anything that looked like a real account of of shadow people. So unlike. UFOs and even Bigfoot sightings and encrypted and other cryptid sightings. There seems to be, as you go down this, you know, internet rabbit hole, there always seems to be this moment where you're like, oh, I can get behind this. Yeah. I can get behind this one sighting. It seems real enough and documented enough that you can believe that this happened perhaps exists in the world. The shadow people, I don't know that I came across. Substantial research, but I did find that there was a movie in 2012 with yes. Clint Eastwood's daughter. Yes. Have you guys seen it? It I actually did. looked kind I of good. Like yeah. It's called Shadow People. I did. Um so that looked that looked pretty good. But what exactly are Shadow People and how real can they possibly be? So this was this part was relatable to me. So have you guys ever had the experience of reading or watching TV? When suddenly, from the periphery of your vision, you see what appears to be a shadowy figure moving in the room. Yes. Even for a moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I I could relate to that. So easy to chalk up these experiences to your eyes playing tricks on you or the reflection of a passing car. But countless people around the world have reported eerily similar sightings, and some of them have been very highly specific. Thus, the mystery of shadow people has captivated the minds of paranormal fiends everywhere. Just a little backstory. So descriptions of these shadowy, human-like figures have appeared in folklore dating back to ancient times. These, you know, pitch black, sapient beings that that aren't entirely spiritual or physical. And people in ancient Europe reportedly believed that shadow beings desired blood and without it couldn't be reborn. So this is where I was like, Okay. So, yes, I've seen things. We've all been standing in a room and you're like, what, what, what was, was that? that? Did I just see? Yeah. Did I just see something? Usually it's my kids like flashing by. <laughs> like, where are you going? What are you doing? I just saw something out of the corner of my eye. I know you're up to no good. I'm like, I don't know. These shadowy beings desired blood and without it couldn't be reborn. Like that's something totally a different. Than that's what a we, whole that's... different thing that I couldn't really get behind. Um, but most of these shadow creatures appear through our periphery vision, and people who see them are often unable to describe in detail the features of these mystical entities apart from their human-like forms and the occasional reports of fiery red eyes.
0: Yeah, that that's the part that I didn't
1: that, and realize. Then, and, and then again, thing. I'm like, if Can you I see get... something out of the periphery of your vision, how do you I see fire? I never see red eyes. No. So when you say, I never see red eyes, is this like yes. something that happens to you? Yes, and I seem
2: like, yeah, like... And sometimes I'll like go back to looking and try to like focus on that peripheral to be like, am I gonna see it again? Meaning like you're sitting in one spot and And I see see something and I look and nothing's there and then I go back and I feel like it's happened like a couple times where like I'll see it again. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then so I'll go back to looking frontward and I'll try to like focus on my peripheries like to see if I can get a better and I can't ever get
0: a better look, but I've never been like. Those are red eyes. How often does this happen to you? Uh, It's probably, I don't know. It's happened to me before at night. Like when, and especially when I was little, because I think I try and block it out now because I'm like, if I go pee and I see a shadow person, I'm going to freak out. Mm -hmm. But it like, once when I was little and I was in my parents' bed and I woke up in the because I was already scared. So I went to bed in their bed. I was in the middle of them. I woke up and I swear there was one at the edge of their bed and I could not, it gives you sleep paralysis. Like you cannot move and I'm sure you're going to get into that, but, um, yes. So especially at night, people see them and they are shadows that you see.
1: And also children. So I also came across accounts of like now adults remembering many instances where they saw them as children Yes. And then were, like, scared yes. out of their minds. Yes. And then as they got older, they sort of psychologically said, like, like it's not real, it's mm-hmm. not real. Yes. And then just, which they say about ghosts, too. Like, you yeah. know, kids, that's why kids are so... You could you know, see them so better. You're so open because mm-hmm. you Animal don't things have things. doubt. Yeah. So, you you know, you just allow these things in. Wow. So, you guys are... You are believers, and you are experiencing.
2: Yes, yeah. So I mean,
1: sometimes we... I'll see a shadow, and and I will look
2: over, and it's there is something
0: like a point. Yeah, or there or something. is
2: something, but nothing that's like a shadowy figure. So it, that's only happened like a few times where I've continued to look forward, and I will see it, and then I can't find it when I go to look at it. And it was probably when I was younger, like much younger than I am now.
1: So there's also this this connection between shadow people and extraterrestrials in origin. In other oh, words I did not know that. some people believe that shadow people are you aliens. Know. So this um, author and leading paranormal expert ro- expert Rosemary Ellen Guiley appears to also have seen an alien connection. She says I in her research, I discovered that many shadow people experiencers are also ET- extraterrestrial experiencers especially abductees. Um, so perhaps these beings are alien. We should, that,
0: like, ask Tom and the other guy. We should. Area. We should. Seriously. And then
1: do, like, just a little, like, a little like. add-on. So perhaps these beings are alien in origin, but others believe they may be ghost demons or other kinds of interdimensional beings. Shadow people are said to be conscious, intelligent, interdimensional beings that can shape shift into various forms and figurations and move back and forth between dimensions. What's interesting is that most shadow report most reports on shadow people are overwhelmingly negative. Encounters with shadow people tend to be accompanied by a feeling of dread, according to many reports. The the glowing red eyes are not not very cool to a lot of people when they experience <laughs> the glowing red eyes. No, no I wouldn't think so. So but did you guys did you feel a sense of dread? So it's funny
2: when you say the word dread because I, I feel like I'm I'm, trying, as we've been talking, I've been trying to like go back and think about like at night Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and there is this and how I was like, I've never seen the red eyes, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but in my original house, the house that I was born in, my bedroom was at the end of the hall, the last room on the left. And there were two windows, and my bed uh, where where my head was. So I would lay down, and if you sat up, you'd have one window in front of you facing the neighbor's house, and one window facing the backyard. And I remember that there, my mom would put Christmas lights in the window. So, like a white Christmas mm-hmm. light in all the windows, even though it was in the back of the house. Like a
1: candle, one of those like candles, can- like that the on candles. Like the light
2: candle. So. Yeah. And I remember one night before Christmas, I woke up, and I don't know why I woke up, and I could swear that I saw like orange eyes out of the window, and it's like this like memory that I know it's is burned
0: as a kid. And you're but like... I've
2: always I've always thought nothing of it. Like I was scared when I saw that, but then I just laid back down and put like my head under the. Blanket yeah, and just that's how like kind of like I put my pillow over my head. Which
1: is, that's what a, a kid would do, right? right. Like, either you would get yeah. up and go to your parents yeah. who would be like, I didn't want okay, to get out of bed. Go I did, back that's the whole thing
0: because you're that's that. But analysis. I was already in bed with my parents and I was like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. And so I put the covers over my head and I was hotter than hell. And I remember this and I was like, I don't care if I'm like sweating bullets right now, I'm not getting out of this bed. And they were yeah, on right. each side of me
2: mine was but there was no i don't remember like a shadow around them i just remember two orange lights outside the window outside of the window. Outside the window
0: were they like level with
2: the window yeah so th- so the you know if you go to the if you if you are familiar with a ranch style home even when you stand outside of a house you can't you're not tall enough to be level with the window the now window it's one level yeah even yeah. though it's one level so I just remember seeing it and being, like, very nervous. And could have been someone just standing outside, in theory?
0: No, yeah. it One shouldn't have fairy. been. We don't all have orange eyes, do we? Yeah. No,
2: but I did ha- There was a house, like, past that window. So there was a small plot of woods, yeah. and then my neighbor's house was on the
1: other side. To say that, like, there may have been... Could it have been a light that interfered with the Christmas light that then gave the illusion? Maybe it was a car driving down the street? Could have... Who knows? Could have been any
2: one of those things, and I think it's why I don't equate it specifically
1: with... Yeah, but that was the most demonic instance. That's the only remembrance that I... Because you had the peripheral thing, but not with the red eyes and not with that feeling of dread. Um so it's dark and scary shit. Yeah. But apparently there's one type of shadow person that is said to be more demonic in nature, and there were a lot of accounts of like very specific accounts of this this type, and that's known as the hat man, and is reportedly seen wearing a top hat and suit. Other times shadow people have been recruited. Report- right no,
0: and but you that. also know that the top like my ghost in my house. I explained to my mom had a top hat, and I didn't know what that was when I was a little kid.
1: Are you just hearing this for the first time?
0: I didn't know they had a freaking top hat on the shadow people. Yeah,
1: Lindsay, well, you being
0: okay.
2: followed by shadow people. I am a moment. I know.
0: <laughs> Yes.
1: Um, other times, shadow people have been reported to attempt a physical attack during an encounter, similar to some sleep paralysis experiences. Shadow people are sometimes discovered by a person who wakes up to find them trying to choke or suffocate them. So this is so why it's like, it's like two things to me. It's like the, the peripheral, did I just see something? To, which I always think whenever, because that has happened to me before, I think like, oh, it's a ghost or it's, it's yeah. just something happening. Right. But according to this, that peripheral sighting is a shadow person. But then there's also this other set of accounts that is all centered around your sleep. Something wakes yes. you up. Yes. And you don't know what it is, but you wake up. You feel a sense, there's some sense of dread and doom. Yes. That you're unsafe somehow. and But I think in your mind, psychologically, you're like, am I still asleep? Am I dreaming? And then there's a, a sighting a sighting that happens. So shadow people are sometimes discovered, did I already say this, by a person who wakes them up trying to choke or or suffocate them? Mm -hmm. Did I just say that? Okay, moving along. Let's edit (laughs) that out. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) But then there are the accounts of shadow people that occur while people are sleeping. And that, like I said, they're all similar in nature. I'm going to read you guys one story that I think you'll find really funny, and you'll know when I get started. But um, it's... Similar in tone in events to all the other ones, the, the sleeping stories, but this one just stood out to me. I will read it verbatim, <laughs> maybe in the voice of the person who wrote it. We lived in a fairly new double-wide mobile home that sets on a spot that has never had any house of any kind and is at least half a mile from where any house ever sat, so you would not think that it would be a likely location for a haunting however my wife and i have on occasion seen some rather strange things here the most startling of which i will relate here one night after an uneventful day my wife and i retired for the night we slept in a large waterbed
0: so, okay I just don't <laughs> know what this is i know I'm sorry I'm so i can't give I know. this person credit
1: i'm sorry but there were just so many fun it's little yes. like
0: The waterbed, the the waterbed, and the double wide in the middle
1: of nowhere. Like there's no other houses for miles. Some time had passed, and I was unable to sleep. My wife's breathing had become regular, and reached a point at which I assumed she was asleep. It must also be known that we leave a light on in the bathroom, fathers from our bedroom, because we normally have children in the house.
0: That normally, (laughs) like normally, like do you have children or or do you don't have children? Like this normally. Normally I have children in
1: my house, but they're my children. When the state has them, when the
2: state doesn't have them.
1: There you go. Go back and forth. (laughs) However, that night there was no one in the house except my wife and I, but the light was on as usual, casting a glow through our open bedroom door, which weakly lit it. While lying there unable to sleep, I became aware of a presence, and suddenly and silently a figure moved through our bedroom door and proceeded parallel to our bed, then, rounding the corner of our bed, took up a fixed position at the foot of our bed. I was aware that this entity was conscious of us and was intently watching us as we lay there. The entity can best be described as something that had the appearance of black smoke or shadow. shadow however, it was more material than either of these, but less material than a real person. The most odd thing about this is my lack of fear. So this guy says he has a lack of fear. Although I was acutely aware of this being and the fact that it was not of this earth as we perceive it, it did not seem to arouse any fear response in me. I would say it aroused a feeling that would fit somewhere between creepy, odd, and curiosity, especially considering the fact that it was aware of me as I was aware of it. After some time, I almost convinced myself that I was that I was imaging it, but then I became aware of the fact that my wife was no longer breathing, like she was asleep but was breathing almost silently. I then said... Honey, you awake? (laughs) Honey, you awake? (laughs) To which she answered, Yes. Then I said, Do you you see see? anything? Expecting her reply to be, What do you mean? But much to my surprise, she said, You mean that thing standing at the foot of the
0: bed? Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, my word. No. At
1: this time, I did become somewhat nervous. We laid there for about ten minutes, which... Crazy 10 minutes, they just ignore that
0: thing because it's, Cause cause ten it's minutes. like sleep paralysis. So, is it
1: sleep? So, that's what I'm going to get into next. It's just over a period of about 10 seconds became less solid, and our perception of its presence became weaker until it just wasn't there anymore. So, 10 minutes they stayed there, and then it took 10 seconds to dissolve. Um, then he says, then it was as if it had never been there. Nothing like this has happened since, and the only evidence it ever existed. Is my wife's and my memories of it. So again, if this happened to me, I would think ghost. I wouldn't think shadow people. So, I guess I'm struggling with the difference between the two.
0: Because a sh- ghost, I swear, are more like, like I- ethereal and like gray and white.
2: I feel like a ghost is was someone's soul. Yeah. Like, I feel like a ghost is always attached to a person. But
1: doesn't it come in the form of... Sometimes it takes the form of a shadow, and it's not right. real... Right,
2: so I think that shadow people are from a different cut. They're from aliens. They're either an alien being, or they are a dem- demonic being, not originating from a person yeah so i think that is the difference don't quote me but
1: that's what I i'm that's what i am i have always understood. you because you said that with such conviction i I, I,
0: I feel more <laughs> like they're more like like dementors like from harry okay. potter that's
1: so this picture yeah that's exactly what i thought when i saw this so there's a, a picture here that yeah. we'll try to post but it that's exactly what i i thought was dementors from harry potter because that's what they they're
0: look like. like just Blob human form shadows of a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're not a person. Mm-hmm. But they're not a person.
1: So we mentioned sleep paralysis a couple times, and it sounds like you guys already know a little bit about that. But um, sleep paralysis is a sleep disturbance where people become unable to move while falling asleep or more often waking up. So it's this idea that, you know, you're you're asleep, you wake up, you see something. And even though it could be like the most abnormal, perhaps scary thing you've ever seen, you can't move, you can't get up, you can't scream, you can't, you can't do anything. Right. And I think alien abductions, while well, a lot of people aren't sleeping, there's also that, yeah, that. Uh, account that paralysis. paralysis where you're you can't you can't move. So I, you know, I came across sleep paralysis as, you know, something that happens to a lot of these these people. And the other thing, um, that's interesting, is that it is quite common that hallucinations are common in sleep paralysis. So I started thinking to myself, well, are you are you in just a state of sleep paralysis, which is a natural state of REM sleep or dream sleep, and, and, you're, so, and you're having an, a hallucination. hallucination? So is this something that could be explained by just a very deep REM sleep? I throw it out there just for. The I'm going to say no
0: because I experienced it and I know I was awake.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. But is that's, that's the thing. But like, have you saying, ever had a dream where it's so real you're yes. about to wake up? It's that state of it's so real, and then you wake up and for like a couple seconds before you're fully awake. You're having a hard time with like reality versus right. your dream. Right. Like, what? Where am I? What, what, just what just happened? In that story, I would say the only thing that says
2: it was not in sleep or hallucination is that his wife also says
1: that she saw the same thing. Mm, correct. So if yes. they were both experiencing it at the same time, what what was that? And that's yes. actually why I found that story interesting too, because there were two people at the same time, which. I didn't come across many stories where two people could, like, simultaneously right. see the same thing at the same time. So the only other thing I will, other sort of occurrence, I'll leave you guys with before we move on to, Lindsay, you're going to, are you going next? Are you up next?
0: I don't know. We have to discuss. Do we want to break, a hot break for 30 minutes and can go, eat see Tom Reed? Sounds
1: like an important decision Tom, to make. I know, it
0: does. All in 100. favor,
1: say I. Yeah. But we could spend a couple minutes talking about this delightful yeah. Down East Cider. So this is Aloha Friday Down East, which I think is their summer, spring slash summer um, blend that I picked up last night. Oh my gosh. And I'm loving it so much. It's, it's so good. good. It's, it's so good. And you know
0: what I also realized? I looked on the back. It's about 75 calories less. Than their Um, winter one. Really? So the winter, they must have packed on the pounds. So this is the light version for the summer. Let's have two. Down east, you need to sponsor us.
1: Down east. All right, so I will just leave you guys with one more thing that I thought was interesting that I came across. So this type of shadow people, which is the the, the guy at the end of the bed, maybe he's got a top hat and a suit on, I don't really know. But this seems to be one example um, of this... This phenomenon um, called sudden nocturnal death syndrome, or SUNS. have you guys what? heard about this? No. So apparently, Nightmare on Elm Street, the move, like the was based, was based was on based on this nocturnal death, sudden nocturnal death syndrome, which is that somebody is sleeping. Something is happening to them, and in you die, their and you sleep. sleep, and you die.
2: It's why you in- want to wake up before you hit the pavement. Like if you are, if you fall off a cliff and you die, and in you real life don't wake or, up, yeah. and you hit the ground beforehand, you tech you technically mm-hmm. should die in your sleep. So, it seems to be a phenomenon. Yeah,
1: and so that is a whole other rabbit hole we could go down, and it's actually quite interesting. interesting. There's a whole population. So Nightmare on Elm Street was based on, I think it was Cambodian immigrants who came to the United States. It's happened in the 1980s. And I think there were 30 or 40 of them who died all around the same time. And um, it's believed because they did autopsies on all of them. And it is believed that that was the cause of, of death. It's sons. So there's a whole other, okay. I didn't want to, because so today's think, not the day because we have so much we need to do here at the yes. x Filers convention Renee yes. just gave me that look again. <laughs>
2: just
1: her face, she says. That's just my face. <laughs> so, but I do think that it's something that we should probably talk about in a future episode. One of the known triggers of this is stress. So oh, I'm so about to die. Be, uh, so we're all, all of us hard work hardworking um gals at declassified are very overworked from our day jobs so we hope we don't die from
0: suns oh my goodness
2: (laughs) or would it be a blessing in disguise
0: (laughs) maybe right here we should stop and do the fucks we give to start anew for me and you after and i just write. okay so i'll go first Hey.
1: So The Fuck I Give is about the DMV. I knew you that know, was coming so up.
2: You've been talking the whole episode. I'm
1: just, <laughs> like, just, just, just spit it all out she's, she's feeling I'm it. I'm just feeling it. So let's just talk about the DMV for a moment. And for those of us that might have kids who are ready to get their um, learner's permit and need to take their kids to the DMV, which should be a lovely experience that we should all get to experience with our kids. it should. It's a... It's a very, it's a milestone yes. as a parent it, taking your child to get their permit. And it should not be met with a DMV that is like five stories tall. What? With lots of signs. And so, what DMV did you think? You were so going in to. Rhode Island. You have to go. I've to... never been
0: to a five story so DMV. So I hadn't
1: either. I had not either. And I've been to a lot of DMVs in my time. Me too. I've lived in a in lot different of states. states. Me I've too. I've lived in different states. In New York? Boston's I've, DMV I've, is yes, huge. Yes. Oh, so you've had. Yes. Oh, okay. So this is. Boston's isn't new DMV to you. is this like. Yeah, but uh, why, uh, would you, why did you need to go to the Boston because DMV? Because I
2: lived in Boston and I had to trouble. change my license when I turned
1: 21. Right. But you lived in she Boston. She had to change
2: her name. I did no. I did that locally, but still, I'm just very. Go on.
1: So in Rhode Island, you I'm with have Cheryl. To, you I've never to, been
0: to a big ass. Never, DMV.
1: never. And you have to go to the state headquarters DMV, which is in Cranston. It is directly. When I say it is on the same plot of land as the ACI which is the prison basically the state prison for Rhode Island. So you you drive in and it's barbed wire prison to your right and DMV to your left.
2: That sounds like it makes sense it does. because the DMV is basically like a prison that I you is. can I it's a dump of a do you so do you want a separate place for you to go just to? Easy. I,
1: I like to live in a bubble. I don't like to step outside of my bubble because that's just the way I roll right now. Cause that makes my life easier. So but I was in good spirits. I literally I was like, this is gonna be a joyous occasion for all. We get in, we go up to the second floor, because I'm thinking I read the sign and it says learner's permit, second floor. So I'm like, Oh great, we're gonna be in our own section. Yeah. And the doors to the second floor parted and all I would compare it to is imagine the the most crowded airport you've ever been in. Shut imagine up. what it would look like if you stepped into the most crowded airport you've ever been in with with windows and chaos and people with numbers and digital signs like Nine different digital signs with numbers did that all say in the
0: 3,000s, and our number is in the 6,000s. Did your son look at you and be like, Mom, I told you? He was like, Mom, <laughs> you need to pull it together. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mom,
2: you do. <laughs> Why did you
0: have this, like, joyous... You're going to a
1: fucking deep. I have to put my head... No, because if I don't put my head in A good the, space. In the, nothing will bother me. I am very zen. Nothing will bother me. I am not going to leave my child with this terrible experience. So, but anyway, I know I've been doing a lot of talking. He passed. I have a, a driver. What
0: time did you get out of there? It
1: actually wasn't as as bad as it looked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, I have to
0: bitch about this whole it's thing.
1: Like but actually, later. it wasn't that bad. No, no, it was a good. It was a good three hours. But oh, but that we, is as bad. But I thought we were going to be in for like five. I mean, that's how crazy it was. It was a good
0: three. Is it bad. Was a good,
1: it was a good three? But. Yeah, he there a lot of there
2: are a lot of cars in uh, the state of Rhode Island. Apparently, a the, lot
1: smallest, of people, the smallest state.
2: You're so right. A lot right. of people trying to get their permits and their.
1: Sales. So right.
2: Okay, Renee. Okay, guys, fuck you, give. Uh, the fucking Game of Thrones is on tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. the second episode was so good. Um, the second episode was good, but nothing happened. Right? It's like just it was waiting is like just build up. Um, I believe that. Brianna is going to, of Tarth, is going to kick it next oh, episode. I
1: thought you were going to say she was going to sleep with the redhead wildling. I know.
0: I hope so. Well, no, I think that she's...
1: so funny. I think she has
2: the hots for Jamie. She oh, does. Totally. Oh, yeah, but yeah. she's
0: like, when but he he's said, he's not... the big woman here, Brian and I belly totally laughed. <left. laughs>
2: yeah, he's fun. Like, I love... Well, I, love I love it well. all. I think Brianne's going to kick it. Because I, I feel like her character has, like, reached... There, like she was knighted, mm-hmm. and that's all she wanted, and she yeah. kept Sansa and Arya Stark safe. And yeah,
1: that's basically. It'll it. be a glorious death, though. Like it'll be a yes. very heroic. Death. Um, so And I, the
0: wildling and Jamie will go avenge her at the same time. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm,
2: uh, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for this season. It feels like it's been a long time since we've seen a lot of Game of Thrones. It's nice to have it on, uh, that, the, that HBO is like playing it a lot, so I can just put it on and mm-hmm. watch Kit Kills Harrington
0: walk all around you
1: want. So, who else do you predict will die in the next episode? There's going to have to be a so right. we, but we have predicted two. Brienne, so.
2: Brienne, I feel like one of the Stark kids has to go.
0: You do? I feel like I one of the- I think it's too early for the- I... Even though I know Game Thrones so There's so many good. of them
2: right? Yeah, there's, Sansa. there's Sansa. I could see Sansa. Sansa, Arya, john Be- uh, Br- Bran. Bran, Bran, Bran. No, Bran, Bran won't. Bran won't. But I feel like there's too many of them. Like, they have to kill off someone like, intense. I think the
0: guy that got his pee cut off. What's his name? The oh, eunuch? Theon. Yeah, Theon. Yeah, he I don't. So oh, I'm so over. Oh, too. Yeah. Reek is gross. Ugh. Yeah. Even though right. he came through in the second one. Uh, the fuck I give... Is that um, we are in a closet in Warwick, Rhode Island, because one of our friends is asking to follow her passion, and our passion is taking us to the closet of a Am UFO. I that you are, you are. So, so I get to blame this on you. So, I just want to say that I have actually talked to a lot of people lately that didn't know we had a podcast. Friends and, like, acquaintances. And everyone keeps saying that's really awesome. Even if they don't listen or won't listen because it's not their or cup Or understand of tea. what
2: a podcast is.
0: Correct. They think it's very cool that we have day jobs, we are busy moms, and we do this as a side project. And I just wanted to let us all know that we are doing this for a reason and that hopefully... Something will come.
2: Are you saying that someone has died in your family and you got like six million dollars
0: and we are going? to, Yes. I thought
1: the reason was that you had been abducted by an alien. No, no. And that eventually, like in episode forty, Lindsay will reveal. Yes,
0: that's the reason. That's that's the real reason. No, I wish it was more like Renee's, where I inherited a bunch of money and this we will make this podcast as something big. But hopefully, listener by listener, we'll get there. But. I just want you to know the people that are out there are like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to do that. That's scary to me. How did you do that? The fact that we actually did it and stopped talking about it and just did it is pretty cool. And we need to give ourselves that pat on the back and a little shout out. It is. It is. And now... On with the the UFO conference. That is the end of episode 22. (laughs) Rate, subscribe,
2: uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, and find us on all the social media stuff where Declassified is with a Y. Bye, guys.